Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Welcome to episode number 151 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media and presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. And today, joining us, a guy who is gearing up for October. He is one of the key bullpen pieces of the AL West champion, Houston Astros, Ryan Stanek. Hello, Ryan. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? How are I'm you? Great. Most people probably make the mistake and call you Ryan, don't they? Honestly, I get that a lot. I don't ever hear a difference. Like whenever people call me Ryan or Ryan, I like I've heard both so much that like I just I don't even like notice that there's like a difference being said ninety percent of the time, unless somebody really makes it like a, a Ryan kind of emphasis on it. Which is what I tried to do, because <laughs> I wanted to introduce you yeah. as Ryan Stanek. <laughs> is that annoying? Yeah. No, I mean, it's whatever. It doesn't bother me. I, I'm used to it. Well, let everybody know why you're named Ryan. Um, yeah, uh, it's kind of a interesting one, I guess, to just baseball people, because I, I grew up in St. Louis. My family was Cardinal fans, um, but my dad loved the way Ryan Sandberg played, and they liked the way his name was spelled. They liked the name. So, yeah. If you grew up in St. Louis, don't you get kicked out of the city if you name your son after one of the most famous Chicago Cubs? I feel like it is a bit blasphemous, but, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, so, I mean, I guess, like, there might be a little slack there, maybe, like a little. Yeah, maybe. I'm not buying it. I don't I got to be yeah, honest with you. Like, I'm, I'm from Cleveland, right? Yeah. So I guess the biggest comparison, because I get Guardians, White Sox, not as big a deal as like Cardinals, Cubs. But if if me as a Browns fan named my kid after Ben Roethlisberger, we'd have a problem. That would be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah, I yeah, I don't know how it worked. I, I'm, I wasn't around to make that decision. <laughs> so I don't I don't know how that how that works. <laughs> So, growing up a Cardinals fan, how how old are you? First of all, late twenties. Uh, thirty one. I just turned. I just I just turned thirty one this year. Yeah. Okay, thirty one. All right. So we remember the uh the O four Cardinals that lost to the Red Sox. We remember definitely remember the O six Cardinals that won it all. Yep. You were a teeny bopper then, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually went to uh I went to Game Seven when they won in uh eleven, and then I was at Game. Three when they lost in uh, shit. What year was it? What, what year? What year they lose? Was that thirteen? Uh, thirteen. Yeah, it was my first year in pro ball. I went. To, I went to game three that year. Yeah, with my pops. That's cool. So were you yeah. a rowdy, rowdy fan? Like uh, die? No. no. Oh, I'm not. I'm not rowdy, but I was. I was. I was very diehard whenever I was a kid. Like I was. Uh, I would say I was a pretty aggressive fan. Like I loved, I loved the Cardinals when I was coming up. Like that was just kind of like obviously being from St. Louis, it's kind of like in your nature. And then I moved to Kansas City when I was in uh, elementary school, and I mean, growing up watching McGuire and then watching Pools his whole career there, like it was hard not to be, you know. So was Pools your guy growing up, or was it somebody yeah. else? Yeah, Albert was. Albert was like by far my favorite player like whenever i was younger and the, it's been pretty cool like 
being able to like face him a few times over the course of my career, especially being in the same division last year. Like it was, it was, it was cool. All right. So, but you know, you didn't face him as a St. Louis Cardinal. He was an angel. You were mm-hmm. a Ray the mm-hmm. first time it happened. But I imagine when your dude steps into the batter's box against you, you almost have to take a minute. And you're like, shit, is this really happening? Yeah, it. that's pretty much exactly what happened. I remember, I remember it like it was yesterday because, um, the, like that game, the game, the first time I ever faced him, I faced him and Trout back to back with, uh, I can't remember if it was one runner on or two runners on, but um, I faced Trout, went pull fastball, pull fastball, intentional walk, and then I went just four just shitter balls basically to Albert to walk him. And I was like, wow, that, that sucked. That's not how I wanted that to go. <laughs> and uh, then I had to face him the next day, and things went a lot better. But it was uh, the first time was was wild. That Ricky Weeks was like, dude, you can't look at the names in the back of the jersey. Like that was, I think that might have been my fifth game in the big leagues. He's like, you need to like just not, not worry about who's in the box. And I was like, all right, you're right. <laughs> That's great though, man. I'm sorry. I know I get it. It's your job. But like that's you when you were like eight years old. You're thinking, yeah, yeah, that was like my hero. Like I was like, yeah, that's my that's my guy. Like coming to like like growing up. So it was, it was wild. Did you ever have a chance to chat with him and tell him that? Um, I've met him a couple times. Um, when I was younger, and then like we have we actually have the same agency now. So, um, yeah, it's been pretty cool. Um. He signed. He actually signed a Cardinal jersey for me last year, which I didn't want to be weird about. But I was like, "You think it'd be weird if he signed a Cardinal jersey?" And like, no, he'd be good with it. And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> that's great. I love yeah. it." Although you should have, if you knew that he was going back to the Cardinals and was going to have this good a year, you should have held out until he hit seven hundred, so he could write like seven hundred club on it. Yeah, I probably should have. Maybe, maybe, uh. I'll talk to talk to the guys yes. at the agency. I'll I'll send it back to him. But hey, man, can you can you personalize it a little bit more for me? That'd be that'd be cool. Uh, do you find yourself like as a fan right now, based on what he's doing, like w- trying to, you know, I mean, I know you're busy. You got you've got kind of a job, but yeah. when it's up on the screen and they're showing at bats of him trying to get to 700, it, it, like what's the clubhouse like? Are they all watching it? I mean, I think I think the general consensus is. As a fan of the game, obviously, like as a player, you're you're never not a fan of the game because like you see you see guys that you played with and you played against and guys that you like and you root for or whatever, like across across a diamond across the league. Like he's a guy that. You want him to get there, I do, at least like maybe maybe that I don't know. I don't know if that's like the general consensus across the league, but I would I say it, it probably is. Um he's just a good dude. And like, he's been the dude for so long that like, it seems kind of poetic for me if he would get it in his last year. And I don't know. That's like, I I hope he does. I mean, he's got what he's at six ninety eight right now. Right. So he needs two. Yeah. I mean, I hope he gets it. Hell, I hope. Yes. If you're not rooting for Albert Pujols to get to 700, I get it. If like, if you're trying to make the playoffs and your team's going against him, then I understand. Exactly. Everybody else should be rooting for the guy to do it. Like, would you want to be on the mound um, when he's got six ninety nine? 
No, I don't. No, I don't. Why? Because I'm trying to. I was like, I'm not trying to give it up. Like I, I, I don't want to give give up a run ever. I don't care how cool the run is. Like I, I don't want him to get it off of me. So like, and I wouldn't. And if it was like the last at bat of his career, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm gonna try to get him out. So like. I don't want to like. I don't want to be that guy either. So I'm just like, I'll be, I'll be in the other league. That's cool. It's it's fine with me. Well, wait a second. Let's play this out. It's Albert's last regular season game of his career. They've already locked up a playoff spot. <clears throat> You've already locked up a playoff spot. Can't change the effect in the standings. You're not throwing one right down the dick. I actually saw Jake Arietta say something about this the other day and he kind of made a valid point and he's like if I was there at the end and pitching he wouldn't he didn't say he'd throw him a cookie he's like he's like I'm not just laying one in there for him but he's like he made the comment he's like he's earned the right to at least go up against like your best bolt, whether and it's like three fastballs, whatever, like whatever it is. It's like he's earned like earned that. And I was like, I get it. But also like as a pitcher, you don't ever want to get clipped. So it's like, I don't know. I don't I don't know where where that where that line is. Like I mean I'd for sure challenge him. I'm not like no way am I going up there going if he's at six ninety nine, there's one at bat left. I'm not walking him. I'm going out after him because like i'm not like i would feel worse if i walked him and if like i challenged him i got beat so be it but i'm not gonna like avoid it if that if that makes sense i would definitely i would definitely go after him um your family still cardinals fans i mean obviously they're gonna root for whatever team you're on but are they still diehards yeah I don't know. I like we don't really talk about it anymore. You know what I mean? I think because like, like I think they still like internally do, mm. like whenever they watch games. But like, I don't know. Everything gets so caught up with the baseball season, like in our team. So like, it doesn't it doesn't really ever get brought up. I've actually not. I don't think I've ever like mentioned it and been like, hey, like, do you guys still root for? them like i don't i don't I, yeah i don't know I, I it's never it's never really brought up so i would actually be curious to see i might have to ask all right time right now to tell you a little bit more about win reality uh you've heard me talk about it before it's the vr baseball training application available on the MetaQuest 2 it gives ball players access to unlimited game speed reps no matter where they are and yes you can even use your own bat now we all love baseball but sometimes it's tough to get better because you don't have a friend of yours that can throw 92 with sink or a big hook or anything else. That's where win reality does all the heavy lifting. They have a pitcher library that consists of 600 plus pitchers all the way for the little dudes down at eight. U, all the way up to major league baseball. So you get to work on the release on picking up the spin uh, speed hitters get a chance to study every pitch and then hit it in real time. It's nice because win reality gives players of all levels a variety of workouts that are focused on pitch recognition, on timing, 
and on decision making, right? That is the way you get better. You train your eyes, you train your hands, you train everything about the swing. Hitters love it. Coaches rave about it. Parents love it because they say, hey, little Jimmy or little Jill, you're getting better at the game. I love it. Is it because of win reality and all the kids go, yes. A ton of major league teams use it. In fact, Paul Goldschmidt, who I heard is having a pretty good year, he uses it. It's used by hundreds of colleges across the nation. So I want you to get better at the sport. Go to winreality.com slash Rose to sign up today. Who knows? If you get good enough, maybe you'll be a guest on the Rose Rotation. We're taping this on a Thursday. You guys are in Baltimore, and uh, Justin Verlander takes the mound tonight. And I think it's probably been the most underappreciated story of the season um, outside of Otani, because I could talk about that guy all day. But I think we just expected Verlander to kind of pick up where he left off after essentially two years away, having Tommy John and coming back and still dominating at age 39. What is the best Verlander story? I mean, I'm listen, we all know a guy works his ass off. We know that he's uber talented. Give us one other thing about Justin Verlander that we don't know. That we don't know. I mean, he's been in the game a long time. I mean, I feel like most people know most about him. Um, he's just a machine, man. Like, he's so unbelievably prepared. He studies his, his, his craft all the time. Like, he's always on top. He watches his, his, his own film as tirelessly as I've ever seen to make sure he's not giving anything away. And then also, like, watches film on everybody else to make game plans and watches pitches that like that other pitches have thrown to people in the lineup he's facing all day basically like it's it's pretty ridiculous how not invested but like very like like just dialed in at all times he is like very very like involved in his craft every single day especially like his game planning his game planning is is tireless like he's on it all the time so what does he do that that maybe because most of us don't even know what goes into a pitching game plan for a starter what separates him from other people i mean a lot of guys like i think nowadays like the reports are written for most people and like the game plans are obviously something that are discussed and 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 gone over and he digs in for hours like on his own like on top of what he gets because he wants like obviously you'll see like on the report be like oh he's got this guy's got five doubles he'll go look at every double that that guy hit to be like oh where was that pitch what was the pitch and then it's like oh well he's got four doubles on sliders and he's like was it a good slider or a bad slider? Was he hitting mistakes? Was he hitting good ones? If he's hitting good ones, what can I do? Like everything's very like by his plan. So I think his ability to break down what he does well versus his scouting reports and how to like adapt and change and partially his drive just to go freaking deep in games, every game, like he's pissed if he goes six, like, and that's and that's like that's a lost art in this game right now. Like he's mad if he goes six innings. So like having someone with that mentality is huge. And for a bullpen guy like myself, like 
it's a godsend most of the time because you're out you get you get a few days where you're out there in the, the fourth or the fifth it can run a bullpen real thin real fast and then you go okay well jv's tomorrow so like we're gonna get six or seven like minimum so it it it, it, it really gives you like a all right, here we go. Kind of uh, mindset. So, I mean, he's obviously through his career, he's been a, a freak. So, I, it's it's. I can't even say surprising. He's been as good as he's been this year. Like, no. you think that like at some point, like, oh, after TJ, like he might have some sense of regression. Nope, just status quo. You're, uh, every day he's out there doing the same thing, and you know, it's just. It's wild how consistent he's been coming off of basically two years gone in TJ. Yeah. Well, you personally have had a, a remarkable season. Um, I've only spent 20 minutes with you. You seem pretty even keel demeanor. Is there something, is there a flip that switches for you <laughs> to become a, a different persona? Or is this how you are when you're on the mound trying to throw 98? No, I am... I don't know. It's. I think there is a little bit of a switch that flips, but like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm way more aggressive and got way more of an edge on the mound. Like, it does. Honestly, I don't feel like the same person most of the time because, like, most of the time I mess around and just don't really, not serious, don't pay attention a lot. Just kind of like bebop through my day. And then, like, for 20 minutes a day, I feel like I just kind of, like, actually lock in on something that I'm supposed to do. And then after it's over, I'm like, damn. I got to watch the film and see, like, what actually happened. Because a lot of the times, it just, like, I feel like I'm so invested in each pitch, like, throughout the outing. That, like, afterwards, like, it takes me a second to go, okay, this is what I did each time, each step, each pitch. And not all the time does it feel like real. There have been times where I've pitched and I'm like, I don't really remember like what happened right there. Like I have to go back and watch it because like my brain has to like, like put it all back together. Cause you certainly looked the part. I mean, you look like a reliever, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. Well, but I think so. I think so. I mean, you can't, I don't know. We don't see like a lot of second basemen with the long shaggy hair and the face. We just don't. We don't yeah. like if. So, is it yeah. is the look part of the part? I guess is my question. I I don't know. I've I've just kind of been like this for most of the time because we had when I got drafted, Tampa had like the old Yankee rules where you had to be clean shaven, no hair, all that stuff. And finally in 16, they got rid of the rules where you had to be a robot and could like be yourself. And I was like, well, I'm going to grow it out and see, see how it is. And then I was like, well, I don't have to get a haircut that often. That's kind of nice. And I don't know. It just kind of stuck. I, I, it just was. I don't know. Like, you're right. There aren't a lot of position players that do it. There's only maybe a few. Definitely more pitchers and definitely way more, more relievers. And I don't know why relievers t- tend to do it, but you got to be because you got to be edgy, Ryan. You got to be edgy. I'm probably the least edgy person. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I like video games and boring things. It's not. It's, it's not really edgy. 
But I mean, you know, your guy that went to Arkansas, right? Isn't that where mm-hmm. he went? Yep. Big Suey. Yeah. All yeah, right. the hogs are doing it. Did did you did you used to go to the football games? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Every Saturday we were there. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I for, I forget how good they were a decade ago when you were in school. Any good? That's that's me. That's a long time. It was a long time. Dude, ago. I'm fifty one, please. Stop. Yeah, I'm 31. It's damn near ancient in, in sports anymore. Um, but we were good my freshman year. We were in the top five, and then mm. Petrino wrecked his motorcycle. Oh God! And then we nosedive really hard after that, and then uh, have been kind of mediocre since. Uh, Pittman's done a good job. Like they were good last year. They're obviously in the top 10 this year. So they're trending in the right direction. Trending in the right direction. Yeah. Got it. Uh, people may not know this, but your your bride, Jessica, was mm-hmm. a TV star for a while. Yeah. Let everybody know what show she was on. Yeah, she did Survivor, um, the David Goliath season. Um, I think it was 37. Um, but yeah, yeah, she was on that. Um, honestly, I didn't even know when we met that she did it so like she kind of like had mentioned it she thought she thought that i had like known before um and i didn't and then I, we like got to talk about it. i was like oh damn like my bad <laughs> so you weren't a survivor fan no i was i was whenever i was younger like i used to watch it all the time but the last i don't know 15 seasons or so i've been playing so like whenever tv's on i haven't like i've hardly ever watch tv because 90 percent of primetime tv is going on when we play so it like at, w- at what point am i going to go back and watch and if i haven't started something from the beginning i'm not going to pick it up like halfway through well so, did, did you watch her did you go back and watch her yeah on survivor yeah, yeah 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 we uh we went through and i was like hey i want to watch so we watched that and then after that, we had like a, a really big survivor kick for a minute and watched probably 10, 12 seasons, like just mix and match throughout the whole timeline of them, which were, which is pretty cool. Like, I don't know. It's something that me and her have talked about. And I was like, I would actually love to do that at some point. I think mm. it would be sick. And yeah. How do you think you would do? No idea. Honestly, I think I would do okay. I think I'm a nice enough person that people wouldn't hate me, and I feel like I'd be good enough at like the challenges that I do okay. But I don't know; it'd be interesting. I would like. I know they do the the blood versus water like stuff where you can go on with like, and it's like not a team, but like you go on with like a family member or something. And I would love to maybe do that with uh with my wife one time. I think that'd be that'd be pretty sick. Okay. Uh, did did she enjoy it? Did she kind of let you in on any of the little secrets? Yeah, she 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 liked it. She thought it was awesome. And yeah, I was actually wanted like because like, I mean, most of the time you see reality TV shows and you're like, oh, like what what happened like behind the scenes? Like what was real? What wasn't like was anything scripted? And she was like, actually, like it's real. Like the only thing that they get is like. Like like uh, feminine products like uh, like gotcha. required medication and I think that's it. Like, I think that's like the only thing that they're like given. And that's wild. I'm out. I'm sorry. I'm out. Yeah. You know, 
I don't even like shitty hotels. So you can forget <laughs> about you can forget about Survivor for this this dude. I just yeah, you can't sleep on can't sleep on a bamboo mat or a bamboo yeah. floor. God Almighty, not with my back and my sleeping <laughs> habits. Forget it. It's over for me. Who? What? What teammate do you think would do best on Survivor right now? All time teammate or teammate currently? Yeah. Go whatever dealer's choice. Ooh, what the best answer? I think Chaz Rowe would do really good. I think Chaz Rowe would do well. Um, trying to think who else would do good. I think well, Will Smith. Person, if his personality is as funky as his delivery and the way he goes about things, and yeah, keep him off. Ch- Chaz is the man. He is. He's. He's one of my one of my favorite teammates. I played with just a good, good dude. Um. Yeah, he's my catch partner for a couple of years. Just good dude. All right, so you said Will Smith, who of course came over in a midseason trade from the Braves. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Yeah, outdoorsman likes to hunt, likes yeah. to fish. Like, like I feel like that kind of vibe. Like he would do well. Um, what about Presley? Presley's kind of in that same mold. Like, hmm. like kind of in that vibe. I think anybody that like enjoys the outdoors and likes to to do things like that with a little bit of like base survival knowledge would probably do well and obviously they're they're strong people that probably benefit them yeah by the way i've got a great presley story um when he was with i guess he was with the astros by then yeah i think he had been traded from minnesota to to houston and back when i was doing intentional talk we were doing a show up at fenway and the astros were in town and we were just kind of shooting the shit in the astros dugout and he walks past and I said, hey, he looked this way, he waved to me. I said, hey, what's up, Alex? There used to be an outfielder for the Twins named Alex Presley. Yep. And he kept walking, and he started to walk down the stairs, and then he popped his head back, and he goes, by the way, it's Ryan, not Alex. And I was like, oh, like the, like the worst feeling when you call somebody by the wrong name. Oh, yeah. Well, he got called by the wrong name this year when he got uh, ejected in Kansas City. He got called Alex. By whom? By an umpire. Ooh. Oh, good. So I don't, you know, yeah. interesting circles. Yeah, that was, whenever that happened, he's uh-huh. like, call me fucking Alex. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, that hurts. That's a bad one. I'm like, yeah, you've been around way bad. too long to get that anymore. <laughs> I, I, listen, I did not do it intentionally. It was a slip up and I just <laughs> fucked it up. But I had to own it and I felt terribly about it. Yeah. It happens. Then, it's fine. Um, you know, one of the guys that's a, a co-host on this show is Tyler Glass now. So yeah. You don't think it, now Glass is a guy that loves to travel even by himself. Oh, yeah. Worldwide. Yeah. You don't yeah, think he would dude. do well on Survivor? I, I don't know. I like, I think he would do well because like people just generally love him. Yeah. Um, like he's just a likable dude. I don't know how he would do in the outdoors. I think he'd do good on like an amazing race like great call something like that like he'd probably be better at that i think that'd be more up his up his alley but i mean i'm sure he would do fine i mean the dude's a freak athlete so the challenges would be chill and he's a smart dude so even the 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 the, like intelligence challenges he would he would do well on so i think he would i think he would do do pretty well i know he's one of those guys i always say that hey save some for the rest of us like you can't be good you can't have all the gifts in life exactly he's got all of them yeah, it really sucks. Although you yeah. know what? 
he's kind of an airhead occasionally. And I mean that in his endearing way. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. But like, don't let that fool you. Kid, the kid is smart. Like, Hell really yes, he smart. Is. He's he can he could like act a little like like out there, but he's sharp. And uh-huh. that's like I think that's one of the things that me and him like why me and him got along so well when we played together. It's just like like very centered guy, but like definitely definitely very very capable of having like <laughs> good conversations. It's like an educated conversation. It's not something where he's just like making things up. No, he's like he knows what he's talking about. Sure does. Most of the time. And by the way, flip flip so you can get all three screens. I want you to see the shot that our producer Rob put up. <laughs> uh yeah, that's a good one. What was that? What was that from? That was oh my god, that was uh his first off season with us. Um for season ticket holders, we we did like a Christmas card photo shoot thing with like a bunch of fans and stuff. Um so yeah, we we were there doing that and no idea how that picture came to be. But yes, yeah, so there here we are. <laughs> that is a great that is I a for- great, great. That's like stepbrothers type shit right there. Yeah, I actually forgot that picture existed. That's You're welcome. Good- yeah, thank you. Thank you for bringing that one back. You're welcome. <laughs> there, um, also in Tampa, you know, at the beginning of the season, it's picture day during spring training, so they could like get your baseball cards out of the way, and then they have you do some promotional stuff for the local affiliate that's mm-hmm. pairing your games and stuff. They got a great one of you screaming into the camera. It probably was like something that they'd use on the video board. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of those. Like, is that one where you're just, are you really screaming or are you just opening your mouth like you're screaming? They actually had me try to do it without screaming. And it looked dumb. It looked really bad. So I actually (laughs) had to yell. And then we had to do like three or four shots of it. So by the end of it, my like, voice was hoarse and just it was not good it was it was fun it turned out well but uh at the time i was like dude can we just stop i feel like we're good we got enough well are you you're you're kind of a like end of an inning big jam strike out a dude you're screaming when you're coming off the field aren't you yeah yeah sometimes um it depends on the situation but i am definitely i would definitely group myself into the screamer category especially if the situation is kind of big um yeah i I, i've had a few i've had a few this year good let it out yeah Let let it eat um i am curious about whenever guys join the houston astros and they have competed against you know i don't think you pitched against them in 2017 but you did in 2018 we obviously know what has transpired with that organization was there any uneasiness about joining the team based on their history when you were trying to compete against them and not everything was kosher? I mean, everybody knew what happened. And I think coming in, I didn't really know what to expect from the clubhouse. Like, I, cause like obviously everything that had happened and there are a lot of like big name superstar type players on the team when I came in. So I was like, okay, let's see, like, see how, 
how the clubhouse is. And like, I had known Bregman um, like from college and mm-hmm. we did the futures game together and like brief interactions. And I actually know Kyle Tucker really well. We actually live like two or three blocks away from each other in the off season. So like I've known Tuck for a couple years and he was part of the reason why I came is cause like, he's like, dude, we're nasty. Like you should, you should come, you should come here. And I was like, all right. And we ended up deciding to come and day one, like the first people to come up and talk to me and go, Hey, like, we're really glad you're here. Like we're excited for you to be a part of this. Like you're going to be a big, big piece of uh, what we're doing here. Um, we're here to win a ring. Like this is what we're here for. Like day one, day one of camp, like Carlos and Tuve and Breggy and all those guys, like right off the bat, we're like, Hey, like glad you're here. Like get ready. Like we're going to go. And I was like, this is wild. Like I'd been to the playoffs for the first time the year before in the COVID season. And it was like, okay, cool. I've never really like, we knew we were pretty good in Tampa and I got traded before we made the they made the playoffs that year, and I don't know. That was like my first step into a clubhouse. They're like, "No, we're good. Like, like we're not happy getting to the playoffs. Like, we're trying to win a World Series. Like, that's that is the goal." And, and the lack of ego in the clubhouse when I came in was actually shocking. Like, because there, I mean, there were enough guys in there that have had tremendous careers that you would think there would be some ego and there just wasn't it it was like everybody was like just there to win like the only point in being there and existing in the clubhouse was to win a ring and that was it and right off the bat like it was it was normal like everybody was super nice super welcoming and very like willing to talk about everything and clear the air and like whatever. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Like I get it. Like, and I know it's been said a lot, but whenever we were on the other side, this was not the team that I thought was doing the most. Mm. And there was a bunch of other teams that were doing just as much and i think that's something that we get booed everywhere we go all the time and they booed tuve aggressively and he's the nicest guy that you could ever meet and it's just i mean whatever it's like you get it like everybody knows what happens but if that whole thing was the only reason why this team was good. There wouldn't have been five straight ALCSs and five of six division titles. Like that that doesn't like that doesn't happen by accident. The team is crazy good and crazy talented and they have been for 6 years. So, I don't know. I think it's it is what it is. And like most of the time people are booing they're booing guys that hadn't even been drafted or hadn't even been signed into professional baseball because fans either a don't care b don't know like it just does like they like there's no they're they're booing the jersey and not the player for mo- mm-hmm. for the most part and pretty much everybody from that from that time is gone so i think and like come on yeah 
there's a handful of guys and probably people will continue to boo, uh, which is their right. Um, until Bregman and Al Tuve and um, are no longer on the team. That's my guess. That's my oh, guess. And it's, and that's possible. And yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I just, I just found it incredibly absurd to be called a cheater whenever you like come in and you're like, dude, the people were booing Brantley and calling him a cheater. And you're like, he signed as a free agent after everything happened. Like, what do you mean? And then, um, like we were in San Francisco right after the trade deadline last year and people in San Francisco are booing dudes in the bullpen that had shown up from getting traded like two hours before the game. And you're like, how dumb can you be? Like this guy just got here. He was in Cleveland. This guy was in Miami. This guy was in Seattle playing in the same division. Like, like at least if you're going to, if you're going to talk shit, know what you're talking about. And I think that's like the most annoying thing is like, you're like, dude, you're booing people that, that were playing against them. Like you're, come on, like at least know something. Fair enough. Right. Like I, 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 I I'm with you, but they, you, we're asking a lot of people who don't want, okay. either don't want to take, take the time or have the mental capability of figuring it out. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> um, I love Dusty Baker. I am such a huge John Baker dude. Uh, how is it that a guy who's almost 80 can be so relatable to a clubhouse? He's just fun. He's just out there to have a good time and like never stressed. He's always just, he's always just like in a good mood. He's got more energy than, than anybody could ever imagine. So, I mean, it's just he's just he's just a fun dude to be around. I love like seriously. I, mean, I, I know guys who have played for him forever, position players in particular, because uh, when you're a bullpen dude, you have to be ready all, all time. But I had guys say whenever we got to a city, he would come up and tell us exactly when we're playing, especially veterans. Like, hey, you're not playing tomorrow; you're going to play Saturday. So if you're going to go do something, go get out, out of the tonight. way now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how. I like, I'm not involved involved in like the the group chat with the position players where they like text out the lineup and everything. So like, I don't really know how how they handle it. Most of the time, I just see people have days off when I show up at the field and the lineups posted. So I would assume that probably still happens. Um, but yeah, that's 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 above my pay grade at this point. <laughs> I know it's just a cool little thing he does. Yeah. Uh, hey, a couple more things before we let you go and get back to being a baseball player. Um, your daughter just celebrated first birthday. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. There you go. Happy birthday. Yeah. What's her? Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? What's her name? Joel. I mean, yeah. look at that cake. Yeah. Yeah. She had a little smash cake. She, uh, funny thing is she doesn't like things on her hands. So like I was, we were sitting there trying to get her to like smash the cake and she would just like, like poke it. So I finally had to like push her hand into the cake and she was like, I don't want this on my hands. <laughs> you know, the first birthday is always for the parents. It's not really for the kids. You know, that. yeah, that's part of it. So, I mean, she had a good time with it and, and, and mama loved it. So oh my it was gosh. good. Look how yeah. adorable she is. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. She looks like her mama, luckily. Yeah. Well, that's okay. 
Yeah. I, I, same thing with my kids. It's, you know, they're good looking kids. I haven't even had the DNA swab yet. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, don't jinx it. You're like, it's good. No, I don't want to find out the truth. You know, <laughs> 21 and 16, I've loved them long enough. We'd keep doing it. All right, we're going to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things, get you back into the bullpen. All right. Grade A. How are you as a high school student? Uh, I mean, all right. <laughs> like, I, I would say average. I hated homework, did good on tests. Like, smart, smart, but didn't want to have to do just a bunch of just nonsense work. Did well okay. on my ACTs. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. What'd you get? 28. Good enough, brother. I mean, I think national average is like 21. Yeah. So, I did, did well. So you would have, even if you couldn't have thrown like 95, you still would have gone to college and done the whole bit? I mean, I think so. I, 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 would, I would guess so. Did you go to class at Arkansas? Yeah, unfortunately. We had class checkers and stuff. Oh, so. did you? Yeah. It wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Yeah, okay. but it is what it is. I think I had, I honestly think I had better grades in college than I did in high school because there was less just like stupid, meaningless assignments. Like, it's like, okay, you have a test. If you do good on the test, you do good in the class. Cool. I could do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I did better. Yeah, I think I did better in adult. Yeah, I like that. Exactly. Instead of being babysat all day. Yeah, I hear you. Well, listen, man, this was uh, this is good. I'm so happy we got to know each other a little bit. Um, I've always enjoyed watching you pitch and do your thing. Heard good things about you from uh, Glass now. So I wanted to get you on here. I appreciate that. I th- thank you for having me. It was fun. Um, yeah, any any time. I don't I don't I don't have a whole lot going on. So uh, <laughs> it was it was it was a good uh, good way to spend the morning. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Good luck. Stay healthy the rest of the season. And we'll see you after that first round by somewhere pitching for the Houston Astros in the playoffs. All right? Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, for our amazing producer, the one and only Robbie Scirocco and Ryan, not Ryan Stanek. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you next time on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours.